What's up, everybody? You are watching On the Town. Welcome back. Welcome back. We appreciate you being here um, this week. Uh, I, oh, I forgot to tell you, I always forget this, but please like and, subs and subscribe and share. We love when you share around here. Um, tonight's guest is a native of New Orleans. He received his musical training at Loyola University, New Orleans, and the University of Michigan and Harbor. He has appeared with the Illinois Symphony Orchestra, amongst many others, the New, uh, uh, the New Orleans Opera, and the Michigan Opera Theater. He has appeared in operatic roles such as the Customs House Official in La Bohème, uh, the Imperial Commissioner in Madame, Madame Butterfly, Miss Camilo in Carmen. Uh, he has performed over 20 years operas, including Ada, I can say it wrong, uh, Don Carlo, Lina. Ah, uh, here we go. Lenoze di Figaro and others. <laughs> and others. Please welcome baritone operatic singer Dorian Peyton Hall. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so you? much. Thanks for having me. Nice to have cool. you. Wow. Uh, opera. I mean, that is that is amazing. I was trying to look up and see um, how many opera singers there are that I that I could think of that were African American, and it was only, believe it or not, about. 20-ish altogether? Like, it's not like a lot. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Well, well, there are a lot, actually. Uh, more than you would think. There's a cornucopia, I like to think, of stars, but it's about visibility. How many are visible? How many get certain um, telecasts or productions? Mm -hmm. um, but they're, they're more than you would think historically, but it's um, timing and history. You know, there's a certain history, unfortunately, of, um, of, of uh, recognition. You know, not all everyone's uh, been given was given their due. Not all, and those who should have been qualified. Right. But um, I, I'm honored. Um, I definitely stand on the shoulders of so many and come yeah. from such a great uh, legacy. Um, the legacy, um, Marian Anderson and Roland Hayes and uh, Robert McFerrin Sr., uh, my voice teacher George Shirley, uh, Shirley Barrett of New Orleans, yes. um, raised in California, Grace Bump. I mean, I could go on and on and on, but yes. there, there have been many. There have been many, but um, you, you know many. Some don't know 20. Some don't even know that there are 20 African-American opera singers, but there are so many more. So I had one that used to go to church I used to go to, Kathleen, yeah. Kathleen Battle. Absolutely, absolutely, of course. Yes, there's Leon Price. Oh, uh, yes. Great standard there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's so many great ones. And now, ironically, the only reason why I got into opera was I had an old boss. Um, I used to sing. My 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 adopted mother was a was a um, Baptist minister. My brother was an orchestra guy, you know, whatever. And I played in the band. I played violin, viol, you name it. I did it all. And uh, so I just love music anyway. And I didn't care if it was a Gregorian chant or a gospel. Either way, I'm good. Yeah, so I, I had um, who was it that introduced me? Oh, my old boss Andy from Andy's Cheapies on St. Mark's Place in the Village. It's a known store. Um, he used to play. Um, Pavarotti and some other artists that we didn't like all the time when the customers were coming in the store. Mm -hmm. And so it's a difference between, you know, you know how Pavarotti sounds. I mean, it's different than this other guy who's, Whoa! I mean, it's, it's <laughs> like, it's like where your ears are like, well, if you, if you yeah. don't <laughs> opera, and if you don't yeah. love opera, that ohm will, will move you a different way. Right. Exactly. And yeah. Customers like, can you tell them to turn it off? But that's where I fell in love with <laughs> And because I would tell them, I bought this for you today. Let's play this one. 
And he was like, I don't want that one. And he was insistent upon the one that was like, woo. And so anyway, I, I just want to know what skills have you learned that can that helped you um throughout your singing career? Because opera, like, how do you prepare for that? Yeah, that's a great question. That's a loaded question. Um well. Uh, coming from New Orleans, and you know, the heritage of New Orleans. Uh, we come from uh, such an amazing place. Um, th there's a lot in the atmosphere. Um, I used to hear the old teacher say, it's in the water. There's something in the water. Mm -hmm. And everyone in my family sang. Everyone sang, was in the church choir, you know. So uh, my mother sang like a lark. She was the first soprano. Mm -hmm. And so uh, my first thing was my mother's voice. That was the first. And then I remember on Clarabelle, I remember my first uh, piano teacher, Mrs. Um, the organist at my church, Louise Gable, Miss Louise Davis Gable. And she, I would like to say she got me started. And then, you know, she started exposing me to things. And you listen to this. And I remember we used to listen to a lot of its exposure, I would say. We would listen to the um, Texaco Metropolitan Opera broadcast. Mm -hmm. Um, on Saturdays, and my mother and my grandmother, we would clean the house and listen to opera because my grandmother and my mother, they loved opera. They loved uh, that music. Wow. And so I grew, I grew up, it wasn't too foreign to me. I didn't know all the technical things about it. I hadn't studied foreign languages at that time. Mm -hmm. But when I got to high school, I had a teacher and she began exposing me to new things and uh, preparing me for college auditions. And then Oh, what happened? Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I don't know what happened to my guest. I think somebody hit a button, um, but hopefully they'll be pop right back in and be back with us. Um, I'm talking to the great... Uh, oh, there, you there you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It happens. Okay. Until, it's okay. I explained to people. Go ahead. Yeah, but it's building blocks. Mm -hmm. A lot of it's building blocks. Okay. And it's just one thing after another. Um, so it, it's a little bit at a time and it's learning and listening to a language. It's going over there if you have to. Um, um, learning the language, but at least have a working knowledge of mm -hmm. the basic singing languages, French, German, Italian, yes. Russian, and now Czech. It's Ooh. all these things. It's all these things, and you, that's why we go to the conservatory. That's why you train long and you study hard. Um, it's different now. Back in the day, you used to live with a teacher, um, uh, the Spanish soprano, uh, Montserrat Caballé. Caballé, she in Barcelona, she studied in a conservatory for 13 years, 13 years to master that voice, to master her art. So it was. it's a process. It's yeah. a process. So... Um, yeah, it's not something overnight, but I grew, I, I, I fell in love with it. Wow. When but, was the first time, do you remember the first incident that made you say, oh, I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. This is my calling. Yeah. Well, I think the first time, I'll never forget 1991. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget that famous uh, con televised concert of con uh, spirituals in concert. Mm -hmm. um, with uh, uh, the Sopranos, uh, Jesse Norman and Kathleen yes. Battle. Yes. The famous, famous um, 1991 concert at Carnegie Hall with James Levine and uh, Sylvia Odenley, you know, Philadelphia's uh, adopted daughter, Sylvia Odenley. Mm -hmm. And um, that made, I was only about 12 years old, mm -hmm. but that made such an impression on me. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, maybe I could do that. I'd never seen that. was the first time I saw someone of my color. Right. Um, of my race 
singing like that, singing, you know, on that stage, on mm -hmm. that on that stage, I should say, because I'd seen others and I had my mentors. I had a few mentors mm -hmm. that were opera singers because um, my first uh, vocal mentor was a member of the Moses Hogan Corral. Oh, and, well, um, Moses Hogan Corral? He yes. wouldn't, it wouldn't happen to be one of the Hogans of our relation Hogans, would it? Uh, maybe. May I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. But uh, Moses Hogan, you know, the Moses, Moses Hogan, a great composer and arranger of spirituals, mm -hmm. of Negro spirituals. And um, he was a member of the, I believe, of the Mount Zion Church in New Orleans um, mm -hmm. and uh, very much affiliated in the, the uh, musical culture. Of mm -hmm. uh, the University and of um, of the city of New Orleans, and of course it just it just uh, went international, and he mm -hmm. became legendary. Uh, he's became a legend. He became he revolutionized the spiritual. He brought jazz and gospel and jazz and gospel overtones and rhythms and the, the new harmonies. He he um, he revamped uh, what a spiritual could be. And that's why I always include include a Moses Hogan, not because not to be egotistical, because I'm a New Orleanian, <laughs> of course, but because uh, the music is great, it, it stands on its on its on its own. Um, he really did bring it into the 21st, uh, the 20th and the 21st century, uh, really teaching us what a spiritual could be. Mm. And uh, bringing in the modern sounds and all those jazz and all those mm. um, great chords and all the harmonies right. into into from the church from the modern black church right. and that and put it in classical form and and um and um I always will include the arrangements of Moses Hogan and some of his pieces in my my concerts my recitals. I'll have to look him up because uh, that sounds yeah. like he brought the gumbo into the into the into the absolutely uh, absolutely and then more and then more and he was an accomplished not on the on, in his own right he was a very much a very very accomplished mm -hmm. um, musician um, oh, wow. yeah what um um so so I hear that the um, the tenor is the highest common uh, what is that adult male singing voice uh, not including the tenor but. Uh, what, what is that the most, that is the most common or something? So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm relearning my opera as we speak. Uh, but, uh, I was told that the tenor is the highest, uh, common. It is technically it is. That's right. That is the highest classification of the male voice, but mm -hmm. mm, yes. And no. well, yes, but also there are counter tenors, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, and technically, I guess now you would say that's the highest classification <laughs> of a male voice, the oh. common tenor. But, um, you know, when we hear it, you think, oh, it sounds like it's a male. Um, but you got to remember, uh, women were not back in the 17th and 18th century, mm -hmm. uh, beginning of the early, very, very early beginnings of the art form. Women were not allowed on stage. So right. now sopranos and altos on stage. Is that why? Oh, is that why? So it's the men, that's where the castrati, the castrati, the castrati, yeah. the whole countertenor. Now we don't have castrati. That's, you know, that's inhumane. <laughs> you know, no one's castrating anybody. <laughs> that's wow. inhumane. Oh, that's right there. <laughs> Ooh. No, of course not. <laughs> that, that's a very interesting uh, when I think about it, because um, you know the one opera that I did see. Um, the gentleman, it's in. Uh, he's in a boat. Um, oh my God! It was one of the most popular ones, and I'm I'm getting I'm having a senior moment. Uh, it's called. Uh, no. Uh, 
Oh my gosh! When there's so uh, many, is it Baverdi? Giuseppe Verdi? Is it Verdi? Um, I just know that him and the woman are in the boat going through the the, the little thing in uh, it's somewhere in Italy. It's dark, uh, and he has a mask on his face. I forgot the name of it. Oh my gosh! Oh, that could be a couple of operas. I know. <laughs> they they I just remember, what is the name of the opera? I remember my friend Andrea, because she took me to see it. Yeah. But I just remember I loved, because it was in Italian, and you know, I love, yo parlate italiano un poco, just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Absolutamente, è vero. Yeah, just a little bit, not a lot, ciao, grazie. Um, uh, so I would love, I love Italian. I love, I love Poco parlo italiano, poco, poco. A little poco. bit, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I haven't been in so long now. It's it's hopeless. Uh, but uh, but I can do my basics, you know, basic greetings and stuff. It's easy that part. But um, but I just loved that it was in Italian, and I was like, I didn't even know what they were saying, but I was like, what? Oh, I mean, I left there crying, but but it was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Was what it a love I, scene? Was it a love scene? It's, it's when I tell you what it is, man of the man, something. Oh gosh, I'm gonna have to find it. Um, when we take a break, I'm gonna actually go find it because okay. it's gonna drive okay. me insane if I don't. Um, but it's one of the most popular ones ever. It's still, it might still be on Broadway. I mean, that's how popular it's very popular. It's a Broadway now. Is it an opera or operetta? It's an opera. Sorry, it's an okay. opera. Okay. I said okay. Broadway. Listen to me. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> I can't. It's been so many years, <laughs> years, but I never forgot it. Um, and, it, and I forgot the name, obviously, but I never forgot the what was happening, even though I didn't know because I didn't know Italian then, but I still loved it. It was just something about, um, you know, when he would sing and when he would say whatever you would say, you know, and she would say back to whatever she would say, you know, the response <laughs> was just amazing. You could feel something was going on. You could feel what was going on. You didn't have to speak the language. That's the best part about opera, if it's good. Yeah, you know? um, yeah, yeah. Um, I wow, amazing. What um, when do you what do you consider the most important qualities um to have uh, or to aim for when you're starting out in opera? You know, like is it the quality of voice, vocal technique? You know, so well, of course, talent is a must. Talent is a must. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, having um a voice that is conducive mm -hmm. um to this art form, it's very demanding. It um. It requires so much, um, but if you keep in mind, this, it must be done in sta stages. Um, the late uh, Shirley Barrett, uh, Madame Barrett used to say, hurry slowly. Um, I met her, um, anyway, I won't uh, digress, but she she had made an impression on me because um, she was born in New Orleans. She was from an old Creole family, oh. although she was raised in California, and she was on the voice faculty at the University of Michigan. And she was always very kind, very gracious toward um, not only her students, but everyone's students on the faculty. And she spent a lot of time with us. So I, I don't mind giving a shout out to the memory of the late Shirley Barrett. Um, she um, still means so much and she's so missed, uh, sorely missed uh, today by so many uh, musicians and um, opera singers. Uh, we really lost a gem, a jewel. Um, um, but anyway, you must hurry slowly. Um, it's a lot learning languages um mm -hmm. at least if not being fluent but having um a total um this type of proficiency where you learn you know all the the bait you have a very very um strong knowledge yes the working knowledge as we say of the language having yes. diction yes. um having a voice taking care of your instrument yes. 
you know, taking care of uh, their Stimme, you know, as we say in German, having understanding the Geist, mm. the, the spirit or the essence of, of, of not only what you're doing, but also knowing every word that you're saying because you can't communicate. So you have to know enough of the language, learning languages, learning the technique, of course, learning about breathing, learning about the anatomy, the anatomy of the voice, mm. um, taking care of your body because our instrument is within us as singers and we can't just take it out. We can't fine tune it. We can't do like in an instrumentalist. We can't do, we have to, we have to be very aware of our bodies. We have to, we are affected by the elements, the mm. web, we're affected by um, what we eat, mm. uh, by what we do. If we get a cold, if we become congested, can mm. you still sing? It depends. Is it in the chest? Is the congestion in the chest? If it's in, you know, then no, you have a problem. You can't fully resonate. All of those things singers have to think about so much. Mm -hmm. We have to live a very disciplined life. Um, we can't, we're not like, and, and that's unfortunate sometimes because sometimes you want to have a life. <laughs> you want to party. You can't always go out and party. You can't hang with people or your family or your friends may try to assuage you or try to get you to do certain things. And you can't do that if you have a performance the next day or a performance within that week or a month. You have to be very disciplined. You have to train hard. It's like being an athlete. We are athletes in, in a way because what we do is physical. The anatomy of the physical apparatus. You have to know about the anatomy of the body, what muscles do what, the intercostal muscles, um, the um, cricothyroid, what happens when you sing a high note, what's going on. It helps to know all those things, where your resonators, uh, chest resonance, nasal resonance, head resonance, you know, the articulators, the tongue, you know, the ridge, the look, where to put an L, how to do this. How to, it's just so much to know. There's so much you, you're always thinking about and then, it has to be effortless. It has to be effortless all at the same time as if you're doing nothing. Right. And that only comes after you, it becomes second nature. You've been doing it so long and you don't even think about certain things. Right. That's hard. That's yeah. tough. But that's why we train so long. We train hard and you have to stick with it. Mm -hmm. And if you're true to it and if if it's meant to be, you, you it, it pays off. You know, hard work in this business does pay off. You mean everyone's not going to sing at the Metropolitan Opera. Everyone's not going to sing at La Scala, you know, Teatro La Scala or Deutsche Oper or Staatsoper or, you know, Royal Opera House in London. But that's not the point. But if you're, people know, mm -hmm. they know excellence and they know um, uh, a good singer, you mm -hmm. know, when they see one and when they hear one. You know, mm -hmm. so acting, acting is so much yeah. acting, you know, the dramatic part, you know, being able to show without showing, making it seem so natural that you would say, oh, that person, oh, they must speak, you know, French, German, Italian very fluently. Right. Oh, my goodness. Like, you know, it's just all second nature. It takes a lot. And, um, you know, the, knowing, knowing what you have and what type of voice you have and when uh, the orchestration, knowing when to just sort of lay back a little bit, when to sort of reserve your energy, knowing when to, boom, give that forte, you know, being aware um, of what's um, the dynamics and mm -hmm. um, of what's going on at any given time in the orchestration and you know, the whole picture. It's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. And it does sound like it's years of, of getting it to where you need to get to perfection. Um, which is good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. 
Um, and that's why they're so good at what they do because it took, it's not, they make it seem like, oh, I just woke up like this, but that's not how it works. No, no, no. And even when the, with the languages, I used to be, my mind would be puzzled that she's speaking in what Italian. And I was like, I know she's not Italian and she's speaking fluently. Like I thought she was Italian, um, which is brilliant. German. I, I haven't seen one in Germany yet, but I, I mean, I'm can't wait to see that. I'm going to actually start YouTubing and see if I can find any just for fun, because it's like, I, I don't know. I love languages. I've always, I always have. Um, but, um, just the sound of something different sounds amazing. But um, one thing I noticed with opera singers, why is it that you never see an opera singer a size zero? <laughs> oh, I think that's a myth. Is that's it? a myth. Yeah. Um, singers have to be athletic, um, but we all have a certain physical construct. Right. Every not everyone's not going to be a size two. Everyone doesn't need to be a size four or size six or whatever. Right. But some have it. Have you, have you seen any one, that, are, that are very small opera singers? I've never seen them absolutely. yet. Absolutely, and absolutely, okay. and okay. it'll be shocking sometimes because you'll have some. You will have some. Um, Oh, um, professional singers who may be of a very slim build, and you may look and say, oh, no, that's not an opera singer. But that voice, they may have a grande, you know, this huge voice comes out. You're like, well, that voice. Like, yeah, like, uh, even <laughs> though she was an opera singer. Big, big but, yeah. And then vice versa. You may see, you know, you know, someone that's built, have a, like a body build. Paparazzi, or, yeah. You know, and may have the most lyric and sweet, you know, voice come out. You're like, oh, that's very nuanced. That's different. So you can't stereotype. I think it's. A, I think there's a period. I think of in opera where that may have been visible, and then I think people saw that they stereotyped it and they say, "Oh well, that all opera singers look like that." But that's not true. Okay, good. I'm glad. Leontine Price. Well, I mean, she wasn't petite, but she was always, you know, you know, very, you know, you know, well, you know, just healthy. She yeah. took care of herself. And then that's another thing, too. Do singers take care of themselves? You know, some, some. In, I mean, in any profession, whatever you do, everyone doesn't take care of themselves. But then, too, people do. Like Pavarotti, he wasn't, you know, a small person. He was had a barrel, a barrel, but he made it work for him. Yes. He made it, you see him in his youth and his prime, as we say. Mm -hmm. It didn't offend me. I wasn't offended when I watched videos or recordings I mean, uh, videos or, or televised concerts or operas of Pavarotti. Pavarotti, uh, yeah, he was he was a just a well built man. He was just, I mean, I thought he was just very handsome and and uh, very um, statuesque. Right. Jesse Norman was statuesque. I never thought of her as overweight. I never. I, I, maybe that's just a prejudice. I don't know. We have a society that can be very prejudiced uh, against certain body types, against you. Know, it also depends on the role. You have to be realistic. It also have to, you have to, I think sometimes, um, you know, we live in the age of the stage director mm -hmm. and things have to be a little bit more realistic. So you can, you know, if you're playing Violetta in La Traviata, the fallen woman, you know, Giuseppe Verdi. She's dying of consumption. Right. I wouldn't cast someone who's extremely voluptuous. That's not realistic. Right. That's not realistic. That may, but if they have the voice though, right. 
And that's if it's a recording, it doesn't matter. And if they have the voice to do it, mm-hmm. as long as it doesn't look ridiculous, right? you know, everything has to be done in good taste and with some truth, veritas, you know, veritas. It must be done in truth and with some class. But if it's sloppily done um, and it doesn't look realistic and you have someone that's very of a very, very large statue doing Violetta, and you know, it doesn't, it doesn't fly. It doesn't fly. It looks ridiculous, you know, and that's what, some things were not always done in good taste. Right. I I get what you're saying. Um, Do you mind if we do a clip of one of your um, performances? Um, Oh boy. (laughs) No, it's, I know opera singers don't love hearing the we're gonna we're gonna make you listen. Um, and oh, okay. <laughs> want to hear something? I mean, you know, um, for, I like for my audience to know a lot about everything, and opera is definitely on the list. We must be worldwide and world traveled and world renowned about everything. So here we okay. go. Okay. I'm going to share my screen here, and let's pray that I get it right. Um, where is it at? Um, no. Oh, here we go. Okay, good. I got it. All right, I got this. And here we go. Maybe I can make it bigger. Let's go here and I'll go. All right, there we go. <laughs> Take a saw. Let's see. We'll put this here.
what's up? We are back. You're watching on the town with Tanya. And I'm here with opera singer Dorian Peyton Hall. Thank you very much. Uh, that was a great piece. I do, We always do a music segment on here. We love it. Uh, great Thank piece. And great work. Um, I've seen other stuff of yours. Absolutely fabulous. And um, and um, it's nice to know that um, music runs in the family somewhere. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> a lot. Yes, it does. It does a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So what? Um. Uh. What was I going to say? What? Um. What what do you think has been your best performance so far, and what would be your ideal performance? Oh, <laughs> well, double whammy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I must say I, I don't perform as much as I used to. Right now, none of us do, you know, because of right. But even before then, I did a stint where um, I was teaching more, teaching mm -hmm. more than performing. Okay. Um, I enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed singing in the chorus. I sang, I did opera chorus for a long time. I enjoyed singing in the chorus, um, whether it was uh, New Orleans opera, Michigan opera, uh, LA opera. I did a stint with LA opera and being on that stage, such a historic stage. Mm -hmm. And I, um, even in the chorus, there's a lot of great work in the chorus. There are a lot of great singers in the chorus. I always tell people, don't put down chorus work. Don't look down on those chorus because they're getting paid. <laughs> and not only getting paid for great artists, everyone's not gonna get a chance because so many singers, but not enough venues. Right. Not enough venues. Not mm -hmm. enough. There's just so many, such a cornucopia, such right. a, a plethora of, of, of just talent out there and great singers and just not enough opportunities sometimes. Everyone's not going to sing at the Metropolitan Opera. Right. And some will. You know, some will get there later. You know, you never know. But uh, many people came out of the chorus. So I always say never look down on any singer. Never, don't look. And I was taught this by my teachers, um, mm -hmm. the late Philip Fronmeyer at Loyola. He and he and his wife, Ellen Phillips Fronmeyer. Uh, Mr. Fronmeyer used to always say, the $200 job mm -hmm. is just as important as a $10,000 job. Mm. Never, because you don't know who's in the audience. You nope. do not know who's in that audience and who's around, who's listening, who can make and really start something for you. Right. And so you don't know. That's going to be your opportunity. Wow. And that's something I had to learn. So now I was saying, oh, oh, do it, do it and do your best. And because you don't know what that's going to lead to. And I must say, as a young singer, I had to learn that. I had to learn that sometimes. I had to learn that painfully sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it, when you don't do your best at, at every given opportunity, do what you can do, you may lose out on an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Young singers and students, especially uh, pro uh, projectors out for the students and young mm -hmm. people in the conservatory, um, or the university mm -hmm. to work hard and do is work hard as you can. And every time you open your mouth is an opportunity, every mm -hmm. single time, because you don't know what your mentors or what people will can be able or willing to do for you. You never know. Okay. Um, but it will be based on what you do and, mm -hmm. and, 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 nothing, and, and, you know, and other things will, good things can follow. That is amazing, and thank but, you. Wow. But I never fully answered the question. I'm sorry, I know, but it, it was not only the chorus work I did, but also um, the first breakthrough I had when I was at Loyola. I was mm -hmm. a senior. I was assigned. Uh, I had been sick much of the year. I had been sick, and I hadn't sung a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but I, when I got had gotten better, the opera workshop director had assigned me. Um, he said, "Well, you know, I know you're not 100, percent but let me see 
where the voice is. He said, oh, you need to start singing on your voice. He said, singing into your rep. And he gave me this Verdi aria, but Verdi is hard, you know, and it's a lot to sing Verdi. You just have to sing this legato. I mean, this means, I mean, it has to be legatissimo. And mm -hmm. so he said, but I'm going to, we're going to try an aria, Kimitolie from uh, Verdi's Nabucco. And it's based on, um, loosely on, on the biblical story of Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Okay. And so Nabucco. And he said, let's see, Kimitolie. And um, it's not a long, long aria, you know, maybe 20 to 30 bars, measures. But within those two or whatever it is, about three, three or four minutes, mm -hmm. you just get. And I remember I was just, I let, I surrendered. You know, I said, you know, I'm not going to push. I'm not going to, because I knew I wasn't 100%. I knew I was of limit, limited uh, resources. I right. was just getting back into vocal shape. But I tell you, sometimes less is more. Yes. And I just, and everybody, and they started calling me Nabucco. <laughs> they started calling me King Nebuchadnezzar at, at school, my, my, the, re the remainder of my senior year. Um, one of the greatest, one of the great baritones I admired at the time, of, and who's a, who was, um, who was um, just singing all over the place in the, in, in the grad program. He stopped me in the hall. He said, you, you, he said, you did great. You did great. And I think they still have something on tape, have that in the, the, in the archival library at Loyola. But I tell you, it was, that was the first time I heard what, what could be what could be, I heard my true voice. And it was a breakthrough. And then, cause I didn't even consider applying to the University of Michigan. Um, I didn't even, I had had a voice lesson with George Shirley, but I wasn't quite still sure that I could do it. Right. I was meant to do that, but that right. gave me the courage and the uh, impetus to um, carry on. And then I had a very successful audition, um, a very, University of Michigan has a very, very rigorous uh, grad program. It's not easy to get into their master's or DMA, their doctoral program. But I got in, I auditioned, and I had, you know, I, I, I would like to think I, I had the goods and what it takes, but I had good test scores and, you know, I was academically sound. I wasn't worried about that, but I wasn't sure that I had the voice. Okay. And that's what Shirley said, you do, you do. They almost had to bribe me. Come on, Doria, do it, do it. But I was very hesitant. I was kind of shy about doing it because I was in, they had so much talent at Loyola and at the University of Michigan, they had even more. I had to really put on my big boy pants. <laughs> it was almost it was very intimidating. Wow. So much. I was just, I was in a sea of, um, oh my goodness, of, of great, great talent wow. and amazing musicians. But that's a good thing because that motivates you. That push, yes. that push, you got to push yourself and you either sink or swim. And right. I said, I'm going to drown. So I started swimming. <laughs> well, Shonda Rhimes said it best. They said, it, she said, if you were invited into the room, then you are whatever it is everybody else is. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. the fact that you were with them and doing, your part, um, that that should have been good enough for you to know. Yeah, and where I want to go, yeah, and where I would like to go, I think the tra uh, tra trajectory, excuse me, I'm uh, been speaking of it. My trajectory, I think, where I want to go, where I'm headed, mm -hmm. is eventually an international career. And hopefully, if if you know, if it's the will of God, and if you know, it's possible, I will, you know, sing you know, on a big stage, um, but, um, or I may become, you know, um, you know, a teacher of great singers, you know, and that's okay. You know, everyone doesn't have a big career. Uh, some of my teachers, you know, they didn't have big careers. They had a career, but they became 
known because they were the teachers of a lot of artists, great artists who had great careers because they were great pedagogues. And there's no shame in that. There's no shame in leading the way, you know, leading the way. Yeah. At all. Well, thank you so much. Uh, um, it's been a pleasure having you uh, on the town. Uh, we, have, we have two more things left, Sketch City, and we have uh, another I have unsigned artist section where we just try to look around and see who's out there that's not signed. So uh, I'm, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to come and hang out with us. And uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dorian Peyton Hall. If you like opera, you might want to check them out. Uh, and actually, there is a YouTube page, isn't there? Isn't there a page where your music is loaded up for them? Yes, 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 yes. I, I believe it's uh, DP Hall, uh, DPH Michigan. DP is, is my you? handle, DPH Michigan. DPH Michigan. Yeah. I got it right. I think I put it up there. Okay, that's good. Uh, that's awesome. So I appreciate it. just hang out with us for a minute. We're gonna go to a sketch and uh, and then uh, uh, a song, and then we'll be back. And uh, and I know you said you have to go soon. So if you have to sign off, I totally get it. But we'll, we're just gonna take a quick break. Do you mind? I, I don't mind at all. All right. Thank you. <laughs> so here we go. Let's see what we got coming up here. Let's go for Sketch City. Oh. <laughs> Hello, you're Justin Bieber. Nice to meet you. <laughs> what a pleasure. Mm -hmm. My granddaughter Haley has told me all about you. Mm -hmm. uh, Justin, uh, oh, would I like some soda pop? Um, no, I wouldn't, but you can get my, my granddaughter here, Haley, some soda pop if you like. <laughs> I like champagne, please. <laughs> yes, that, that's what I drink, champagne. Yes. Um, oh, how was the concert? Oh, it was quite interesting, Justin. Very, very interesting. <laughs> no Cole Porter, no Bach, but you know, <laughs> you young people. <laughs> yes, you're so modern. <laughs> you see, I like everything in the 1940s, Justin. That's just me. Now, one little suggestion for me to you is I would dress up if I were you. Yes, I would dress up, dear, because of those jeans and that little jean jacket so that's not really that's not really fancy to go at your concert so that's the only advice i'd have for you justin but um Haley, is the car here yet um yes i have a, a car waiting for me justin i must really go now but it's been a pleasure a pleasure meeting you and uh, oh let me shake your hand yeah yeah oh justin you're fabulous you take care of yourself now and dress up a little bit just a little bit bye <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you're watching on the town. There she goes, she's the one for me. That a blind man can say, and she's my all in all, she's my everything, she's my seasons and my reasons, she's my summer, she's my winter, she's my spring. I'm in love with my best friend, I'm a lover. I'm a lover to the whole world and smile, please. I'm in love. 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 I'm
I'm a lover till the whole world ends. So the reason that I'm still alive. So the reason that I'm still alive. She took all the drugs and all the pain and bad stuff about my life. And that's the reason why I can live with my hands clean, morally right. I'm in love with my best friend. I'm a lover, Ooh, I'm a lover to the whole world. I said, I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a lover till the whole world ends. She's my baby girl. She's my boy. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Thank you very much. <laughs> so uh, as you can see, the technical skills here are not that stellar, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's always a work in progress on these Zooms. But thank you so much, uh, Dorian Payton, for hanging out with us. You're the best. And um, let us know if you have anything you. Up that we can support. Um, and we appreciate you. We appreciate okay. You. Well, I do have something coming up. Oh, you um, do? Tell us about yes. it. Uh, on Sunday, Sunday, uh, February 20th, uh, we, I think we're going to live, uh, live stream through uh, Facebook, but I will be doing uh, a, re a reprisal, a reprise, I should say, of my uh, music of African-American composers concert uh, at here in Philadelphia at oh. the Church of St. Luke and the Epiphany. And oh. that's on, um, it is, but it is in person. Um, it is open to the public. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, free to the public, but we will be accepting um, donations, free will donations. Okay, and what and what's your Facebook page? We'll be looking for it. Is there a specific page? I have not put. Um, it, uh, are you on? It's on my wall. I think it's on my wall. But we're gonna make a page. We have not. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. We haven't okay, made the page. Just yet. let me know. Pass it to me, and I'll put it up. I will. I will. That's Absolutely. It? That's it? Absolutely. That'll be awesome. I appreciate you so much for taking the time. Uh, to to, um, to, uh, to uh, be with us. And guys, you know, I can't believe it's that time. It is Super Bowl Sunday, so I don't want to keep Dorian. From, from <laughs> the games. I appreciate you, Dorian. And, appreciate um, you. We'll, Thank you. Yes, we'll see you soon. Just hang out for one more second, and we're ending right now. Bye, guys. Listen, guys, I forgot to tell you, please go to the page, like, and subscribe. Thank you for all my new subscribers. I love you. And thank you. Remember, together, we are learning to grow as human beings, as people. We're learning about new people, places, and things. And we're not letting nothing hold us back in 2022. So everybody get it together, health-wise and mentally, and learn something or someone new. Bye. Bye.